Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning. For Friday, September 24th, from the Battery Street Studios of KCBS Radio in San Francisco, I'm Matt Pittman. On the air this week, KCBS Radio has shined a spotlight on mental health. And last night, in partnership with our parent company, Odyssey, listeners heard the fifth annual I'm Listening, a two-hour broadcast focused on mental health and the resources available here at home and across the country. And while we have come a long way, there are still miles ahead to go, especially for those who may lack basic resources like a phone or lack access to mental health resources like counseling or medication, really any dependable medical care. They may even lack a network of family and friends who they can reach out to. Perhaps nowhere in America is this unfortunate truth more evident than here in San Francisco in the Tenderloin District. Poverty, homelessness, addiction, and the long list of resulting outcomes have come to define the Tenderloin. In the past, when someone in the Tenderloin was facing a mental health crisis, or you saw someone in crisis, the only call to make was to 911. Then the cops showed up. But not anymore. Earlier this month, KCBS reporter Kathy Novak and myself spent a day in the Tenderloin riding along with the San Francisco Fire Department's critical response team. Here's Kathy. She'll take it from here. Fish response bag, some oxygen. Community paramedic James Lee is packing up the van, getting ready to head out on a call. Also got some uh, naloxone or Narcan. Um, if we do come across somebody having an overdose, we can utilize that. I'm riding with Lieutenant Jonathan Baxter, public information officer for the San Francisco Fire Department. They're looking for the person. They find who they're looking for inside a parked car in the Tenderloin. It looks like their windshield is completely smashed in. Yeah, you know, and that's that's going to be a sign of there's there's something going on here. This person definitely needs help. There's a fire extinguisher on the other side of the car. He's lying um, on the reclined driver's seat bare feet sticking out of the broken windshield, garbage and drug paraphernalia are spilling out onto the sidewalk. This gentleman is not very communicative, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to our vehicle, and uh, we do have his first and last name and date of birth, and I'm going to see if there's some collateral information I can find out about him. That's Roland Brower. He's a peer counselor. It's a key position on this three-person crisis response team. 
all the peers we we bring like lived experience. So in my case, um, you know, um, I've experienced homelessness. You know, I'm a recovering drug addict. Um, I've had involvement in the criminal justice system. So when when we when I arrive on scene, I think of it as you know, like like the person that we're we're interacting with is in a hole. And Roland is in a unique position to honestly say to that person, I've been in a hole too. Someone is watching on as Roland and his colleagues tend to the person behind the smashed windshield. I live in this, I live in this building here. His name is Troy, and he says the man in the car, who we'll call Sam, used to be his neighbor. He's never done this. This is, this is new, new to him. Troy says Sam had some troubles, moved out of the building and into his car, and lately, with parking tickets piling up, he's worried about losing the car, too. He, he uh, kicked, out, kicked out the windshield of his car, and he was walking around, with his, with sucking his thumb, uh, with his pants around his ankles, walking up and down the street, just, you know, acting real weird. Troy says neighbors called 911, knowing the street crisis response team and not the police would show up. To the third member of the team, mental health specialist Ali Breslin, that shift is huge. I, I think it's monumental. I, I really think that it's something that's been uh, necessary for a long time. Well, I think it's wonderful because a lot of the people that we engage with, they have a mistrust for law enforcement and authority, you know, in, in general, you know. This, says Lieutenant Baxter, is about reimagining how the city delivers on public safety. So law enforcement can respond to law enforcement calls. Behavioral crisis can respond to behavioral crisis. Fire can respond to fire, and the list goes on. Different specialties and different tools, along with the Narcan and medical supplies in the crisis van. What's the most popular item? Uh, usually water and snacks, you know. Um, for a lot of our clients, they're, you know, they're unhoused, and, and uh, just some fresh water and, and some food um, goes a long way. So. We've resolved crises with a burrito, and we've <laughs> resolved crises. Um, you know, we're really stepping it up with uh, crisis stabilization. Ali says most calls are resolved on site. This particular crisis is one of the less common cases needing more drastic measures. After spending about an hour on the scene, the team has decided Sam is a danger to himself, and they're putting him on what's known as a 5150 hold, meaning he could be involuntarily confined for psychiatric treatment for up to 72 hours. This is kind of like a last resort for us, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like when, when all other interventions fail, this is what we have to do. But, um, you know, because he was like, you know, he was, you know, he, was a, he had altered mental status. He could not answer like, you know, simple questions like, you know, where he was and what day it is and, you know, things like that. So, you know, we just had to, we, you know, this, this was our only option. Handling the immediate crisis, Roland hopes, is just the first step. I always ask people, you know, you know, without, you know, without prying and, you know, and I always preface it with, you know, no judgment, but can, they can tell me a little bit about their substance use, you know. And then I always, you know, uh, um, I, I always offer or, you know, ask them if they'd be interested in treatment at all, you know, because I do know that, you know, it's a, 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 it's a path back, you know. And it's also a, a good segue into housing and, you know, mental health and all that. So I do ask and I offer people treatment all the time. Do they take it? Occasionally. Troy is glad to see his neighbor getting some help. He knows what it's like to need it. He's sober after a 30-year meth addiction. I used to be a hopeless dope fiend. Now I'm a dopeless hope fiend. (laughs) 
He says pretty much everyone in the building has been through rough times. We do. We, do, we look out for everybody out here. That kind of support, says Allie, can make all the difference to anyone who's struggling. You know, if you have someone to reach out to, absolutely pick up that phone. Um, the, the friend on the other side of the receiving call is going to be so happy that you reached out then to know that, you know, you were down and out. And if you see someone who you think might be having a crisis, the message is to call 911 and describe the situation so the right team can respond. You do this every day and you deal with people having the worst day of their lives. How do you feel about the work that you do and how do you handle it? That's a really good question and um, you know thanks for thanks for asking it. You know the best part about this team is that we're three person team members and every call we talk about it and we debrief with each other and that I think at least for me personally really helps process the sort of stuff that we see on the street. I also have a philosophy that you know we're responsible for the effort not the outcomes. So knowing that, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't internalize a lot of things. I, I'm a human too. There are some days where I go home and I cry, and that's just what is necessary for what we're dealing with and for what we're holding with these clients. Um, and in a way, that can be self-care as well. These crisis teams have responded to around 2,500 calls since the program launched in November. About half of the situations they handle would have previously been a job for police and less than one in ten results in a person being placed in an involuntary psychiatric hold. This is one of those calls. Sam cooperates as he's helped into a gurney. Roland and the team will follow behind the ambulance that's taking him to the hospital. It's a little heartbreaking, but then it's a little optimistic because, you know, we did, we were able to, he's going to get to the hospital and get some help, you know, and, um, yeah, so it's kind of bittersweet, <laughs> you know. Thanks to my colleague, Kathy Novak. And thank you to the SF Fire Department and its critical response team for letting us tag along. And thank you for listening. That's what's in today's Bay Current. Stay plugged in to the latest Bay Area news at kcbsradio.com, as well as the Odyssey app, where you can find podcasts like this one, get exclusive audio on demand, and stream KCBS Radio live. I'm Matt Pittman. We'll chat with you Monday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.